This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. The book is Flags on the Bayou. The author, James Lee Burke. It is a novel set in Civil War era Louisiana as the South transforms and a brilliant cast of characters, enslaved and free women, plantation gentry, and battle-weary Confederate and Union soldiers are caught in the maelstrom. In the fall of 1863, the Union Army is in control of the Mississippi River. Much of Louisiana, including New Orleans and Baton Rouge, is occupied. The Confederate Army is retreating toward Texas and being replaced by red legs. Irregulars, commanded by a maniacal figure, and enslaved men and women are beginning to glimpse freedom. When Hannah Laveau, an enslaved woman working on the Lufkin plantation, is accused of murder, she goes on the run with Florence Milton, an abolitionist school teacher, dodging the local constable and the slave catchers that prowl the bayous. Wade Lufkin, haunted by what he observed and did as a surgeon on the battlefield, has returned to his uncle's plantation to convalesce, where he becomes enraptured by Hannah. James Lee Burke is a New York Times bestselling author, two-time winner of the Edgar Award, and the recipient of the Guggenheim Fellowship for Creative Arts in Fiction. He's authored 37 novels, and two short story collections. Makes his home in beautiful Montana. Happy to have back on this program, James Lee Burke. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So where did the idea for this story come from, James? Well, much of it, of course, is historically true. And it is set during the uh, whole Confederacy has its... uh, days uh, and waning and but more importantly it's actually about today I mean many people uh, historians say that the Civil War was never resolved and never it's has not been <laughs> resolved so I, I think the characters are more marked by mo- modernity than historical characteristics the, the, the strongest characters are women, uh, two women who were enslaved and the other, an abolitionist who helped get them free. It, it's a great story, I have to say. It's not because I wrote it. It's just a great story of courage and, and love and redemption and love. It's my best work. What are the challenges of writing historical fiction, James? It traps you. <laughs> mm. You can't fictionalize. <laughs> that Cemetery Ridge was Cemetery Ridge. You can't change it. My great-grandfather went up Cemetery Ridge. 8,000 men died in uh, 40 minutes. Let's talk about these characters a little bit more. Hannah Laveau and Florence Milton, how did you create them? Well, again, I think they created themselves. Uh, This is a perspective I I have, or I can't offer evidence. I believe the story is always written. I've always felt that I did not create the story or the characters. They were embedded in me just by chance, and I don't know why. Every artist knows that. Every artist will tell you that, that something outside of himself put that material in his hand or his mouth or his paintbrush or in the camera he uses as a 
but uh, the people who claim the credit for themselves usually have it taken from them. How about Wade Lufkin? Uh, he's a gentleman, and he's a humanist as well. And uh, he, in his way, is actually an abolitionist, but he went with the Louisiana 8th Volunteers, as my family did. And oddly, uh, this abolitionist and humanitarian was a surgeon's um, assistant, but he ended up uh, killing a man, was forced upon him. He killed a Union officer, and he cannot forgive himself. He's a painter and uh, or a friend of James Audubon. How do you come up with the names for these characters? Well... I really didn't do that much work. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, I have the characters already in my head, and Hannah Laveau is the... Uh, we're not quite sure whether it's a cousin or whether she is a sister of Marie Laveau. You know, it's called the Witch of New Orleans. She was actually a very decent person. But uh, Marie Laveau is buried there in the St. Louis Cemetery right off of Basin Street. I've seen her grave many times. We're chatting with James Lee Burke here on Speaking of Writers. His latest novel is Flags on the Bayou. We're going to let you know what he has coming up in 24 and 25 uh, before we wrap up here. James, your command of the language, beautiful language. I just had uh, William Ken Kruger on this podcast recently, and, and he was uh, marveling at your use of the language and command of the language. They, did you have an early experience where you learned that language had power? Well, uh, I, I guess you could say that. My father was something of a historian, and uh, he, he was a man with many talents. He spoke three languages, and he had... Uh, um, he wanted to be a writer, but he had a, a job when the Great Depression began and a family to support. And, of course, a man could not quit his job back then and follow the arts. And so uh, he died on the job in 1955. And um, I, I know... He wrote many things, but they were never published. But uh, he spoke what linguists call plantation English. Uh, Jimmy Carter had that that lovely kind of southern. Oh, it's melodic. I don't know how to explain it. My, uh, if if you've ever heard a recording of William Faulkner or Robert Penn Warren, my father had that same diction. He was raised, you know, of course, in New Iberia, but he could read the phone book and it would sound like <laughs> a Shakespearean sonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I learned, though, uh, a, a lesson. I, I was a pipeliner in 1960 when I started writing my first novel, uh, and anyway, I was sitting on the bus. At that time, the buses were segregated, and I was sitting in the middle of the bus. And so some two black ladies were sitting immediately behind me. 
and they were talking to each other. And one lady said to the other, she said, you know, it surely do get cool when that evening sun goes down. I thought it's ambi, it's it's I am the uh, meter. Every other every other word that people of color use is accented, just like they were reading a Petrarchan sonnet. And I never forgot that lesson. I owe that lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. If you if you look at look at any compositions by early blues uh, people of color who they all use iambic meter you've written 37 novels two short story collections james does writing still energize you or exhaust you no i never exhaust me i've written 43 books that are published i don't want those those other five guys to be mad at me but anyway no love i never thought of uh, writing as work no i wouldn't do it if it was work it's the best life in the world. It's just an absolutely great gift. And that said, it's a gift. Every every artist knows it. Did you always know that you were a pretty good storyteller? Well, uh, I never thought of it that way, but I knew I, I always wanted to be an artist. I started trying to paint when I was in the second or third grade. And then in the fifth grade, my cousin and I uh, tried to write a story for... <laughs> Saturday evening post when we were in fifth grade, but and when I was nineteen years old, I published my first short story. I never wanted to do anything else. And speaking of short stories, that's a good segue. Coming up in twenty twenty four, early twenty four, Harbor Lights is your next one, and that is a collection of short stories. Yes, sir. It's a. Uh... I, I think a very good collection, too. I'm really proud of those stories. I think they're stories that other people have not written. They, they have not written the subjects about the subjects. They or haven't written about the era. I'm very fortunate. I was born, born in the first administration of Franklin Roosevelt. I remember Pearl Harbor. Mm. I remember, golly, Moses, many... Many things that other people do not is the last of what we call uh, traditional America. We're the last. This is not the same country that it was back then. They may, they, people may say that, but they, they weren't there. It was, our country was uh, a very different one. Now, you have a second one coming out yes. next year, too. Uh, Cleet Purcell? Cleet is, has finally narrated his own book. <laughs> and then another one coming in 25 don't forget don't forget me little bessie so a lot more coming from james lee burke yeah well, i hope so <laughs> i hope people enjoy them well this is a great one out now flags on the bayou is the book and you can connect online with james lee burke at james com. james thank you so much for joining me well thank you steve i surely appreciate it and this is speaking of writers